Hopefully the rain today put the fires out in the forests and not the fires in your hearts. Welcome to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show, the show where we educate men and women about sexual health, how it relates to overall health, making relationships the best they can be. Hello, everybody. I am Maureen McGrath. I am hosting the show tonight, as I do every Sunday night. I uh, am a registered nurse, a sex therapist, and uh, I come to this honestly. I... Uh, sometimes I fool around about uh, my background or uh, the work that I do and because um, it's just basic personality disorder of mine. Uh, no, but uh, uh, my experience and training and education has uh, qualifies me as an expert in the area of sexual health. Uh, it's something I'm extremely passionate about and which is why I gladly arrive here each Sunday night to uh, talk to you about some of the subjects that I feel are important based on the patients that I see in my clinical practice, some of the research studies that I read, things I hear about from my colleagues, and things that I hear about from you. And of course, this week I got a number of messages on Facebook and LinkedIn from women to, uh, they were asking me to call them because they didn't want to put anything line uh, anything online, which was wise. Uh, they wanted to tell me about their experiences about Ashley Madison. I'm going to be talking about that tonight on the program. I'm also going to be talking about sex education for women. Well, those women didn't need it apparently, but some others do. We're always talking about uh, how not to get an STI and how not to get pregnant. Uh, but we really don't focus too much on pleasure. And I think that's really important, especially as we educate girls and women so that they can have the healthiest and happiest relationships, and then maybe Ashley Madison wouldn't be a part of their lives. This morning at 6.30, today was a threesome. Get your minds out of the gutter. I was, uh, I've been on the air three times. That's what that means to a radio host. I was giving Shane Woodford a hard time this morning for drinking Coca-Cola for breakfast at 6.30 this morning. I actually have no room to talk. Tonight I was starving and rushed over here and picked up the quickest thing I could, uh, and that was a bagel with cream cheese, only half the amount, and bacon from Tim Hortons. Well, the cardiologist that is in the studio tonight, Dr. John Weisler, uh, well known to this show and a colleague and friend of mine, pointed out my choice of foods given the subject that we're going to talk about tonight, which is uh, the increased risk for dementia when you get diabetes, adult onset diabetes, or type 2 diabetes, which is basically the same thing, in your 30s. So Dr. John Weisler, cardiologist to the stars, is in the studio tonight, and we are talking diabetes and dementia and sexual desire because it's always related. So I already told you about my threesome that I have today. Um, but uh, a lot of other people are having threesomes, as it turns out, um, 37 million users, it looks like, worldwide. That's Ashley Madison. If you don't know about Ashley Madison, Ashley Madison is the dating site for married people. Yes, you heard me right. The dating site for married people. So married people can go online, and men are charged uh, $69 to a very appropriate number, uh, $69 to go online and to, to sign up and to register. And, of course, they're their company sign is a woman with uh, her finger up to her mouth indicating shh, that it's that it's all quiet and private. Well, apparently that's impossible, and that site was hacked this week, as uh, many of you may know, and a few people have been exposed, which I, I actually feel badly about that. 
I really don't think this is anybody's business, but there's lots of different opinions about Ashley Madison, whether people, whether cheating is appropriate, betray, betrayal in a relationship, trust is the cornerstone of relationships. But, you know, there are many reasons that people have extramarital affairs. And I think in my 14 years or so, I've been doing this clinical practice, I have heard a multitude of stories about people's relationships and sex lives, sexual desire, desire discrepancy, illness, uh, not wanting to hurt their partner, staying together for financial reasons, already been divorced once, why divorce twice? Uh, You've already cut your assets in half and then now you have to cut them in half again. Uh, so sometimes it's easiest to go outside. Some people find love outside um, and have certainly found love on Ashley Madison. And I have seen couples in my practice who have met on Ashley Madison, got together, upset their entire apple cart for love. Um, they had to leave their towns and they moved in together and lifelong friends stopped speaking to them and children were involved. And so there's been a lot, has been a lot of heartache. And then, of course, that contributes to relationship problems. And if you have not dealt with the relationship problems you had in your first marriage or relationship, you are certainly going to carry that same baggage with you into the next one. So therapy is a gift you give to yourself. There's lots of great therapists around that you can talk to about that. And you know what? That's probably the only way that it is private. You know, um, feel free to tell me. I will never tell anybody. Take it to the grave. Um, and, and in fact, sometimes I don't write things down in, when I see patients in clinical practice because it is so sensitive that I never want the risk uh, for somebody to ever find out. Um, so a lot of people will say that to me. They'll say, I can tell you because I know you won't judge me. And I know you won't tell anybody, and that certainly is true. If you want to give me a call about your experience with Ashley Madison or any of the subjects we're talking about, and you can use an alias, and I know you're out there because, as I said, they have 37 million users worldwide, and Ottawa has 200,000 out of 800,000. So one in five people is on Ashley Madison. Uh, So if you're listening from Ottawa tonight, do give us the scoop. Give us a call. (laughs) So I wouldn't want to be a politician right now, um, especially if they uh, expose uh, many people as they are threatening to do if Ashley Madison doesn't shut down the site because they they were not true to their word. Um, They charged people $19 to scrub the data, to scrub their data, and apparently the data can't be scrubbed, and that's what the hackers wanted to prove. And so the trusted can't be trusted. It's all about trust. Anyway, it's not going to work. But give me a call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Um, You can can use an alias. You don't have to um, use your real name. That's fine. Nobody's going to recognize your voice. Um, But if there's any input you can give, we'd love to hear from you. Um, Anyway, I want to say thank you so much to Luke for the technical production. Hello, Luke. Thank you very much. And hello, Maureen. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. You I know, heard you. I, I heard you earlier on. I, I was doing the Shane Foxman show. Oh, were you? And yes. I heard you. I heard you earlier, and I was looking forward to tonight. So, <laughs> oh, great, fantastic. Yeah, this is one of my favorite subjects. Actually, I love this because I love human behavior, and I love the choices people make and why, and you know, things that they do. And I'm always trying to analyze what they're doing. There was something I uh, felt badly about that I said last week. Um, 
Luke, but I see Luke's taking a call. But anyway, I'll get back to that because uh, also tonight on the program, I'm going to talk to you about the emails. I could write a book on the emails that I've received, and uh, and a lot of people say that I should. There's been a, it's been a few years now that I've been collecting these emails, putting them in a safe deposit box, just um, and uh, uh, some of them are inappropriate, and um, so I was going to read some of the inappropriate ones and which is why I wanted to tell you that I I am actually trained in this area and have experience and I'm I'm actually serious about uh, the work that I do and because I am a woman in British Columbia talking about sex some people may take that the wrong way um, but I'm also going to uh, read you a couple of appropriate emails as well in case you needed a lesson on that I'm not sure if you uh, know so you can you can always email me nurse talk at hotmail.com, N-U-R-S-E-T-A-L-K, at hotmail.com. Or you can email me at sextalk at cknw.com if you'd like to do that. Or you can call 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Um, so feel free. love to talk to you. Or I'd love to email you. Uh, I mean, no, I want you to email me if you want. <laughs> anyway, um, so, yeah, we're going to get right down to it um, tonight. And, uh, Luke, we were just uh, finishing. Remember last week when I I told you about the email that I had gotten about um, the man who had written and said that I was had an impressive background? Oh, can you need to put the headphones on? And yet? then he just said, oh, and you're attractive, too. Yeah, yeah. And like, as if that... As matters in any way, shape, right. or form. Exactly. And then he said, well done, as though I've had Botox and fillers and plastic surgery and maybe, you know, Good whatever. job on being good looking Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. But it doesn't have anything to do with it. But but I got a little embarrassed because, you know, the subject is, you know, it's a little embarrassing. And so I forgot my point and I wanted to tell you what my point was. And my point was this. Do you think that women would email the CEO of a major corporation in this city and say, dear Mr. So-and-so, it's fantastic that you've made a paradigm shift in that company, and you've established 300 jobs for people in the city of Vancouver. And you're so handsome. And you're good looking, too. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Not likely. So, <laughs> highly unlikely. So you know what? Don't comment on uh, on looks. It has nothing to do with the impressive background, I might say. And by the way, not that good looking and the background's not that impressive. But anyway, it's great to be here with you tonight. And I look forward to talking to you and I look forward to talking to John Weisler, Dr. John Weisler next. So stay with me. I'm going to get back to you just as soon as I can. I'm Maureen McGrath and you are listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. I love that song. This is Maureen. And I am hosting the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show once again. And I am very happy to have in the studio with me my colleague, friend, and all-around great guy with a fabulous radio voice, Dr. John Weisler. Thanks a lot, Maureen. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Always a pleasure, Dr. Weisler. Thanks so much. So uh, a couple of studies have come out uh, this week about... Blood sugar. Okay, and I know I've been bad today. Okay, I know I feel guilty. <laughs> I wasn't much better, Marina. I was at the White Caps. It's not really heart healthy food they serve there. Exactly. So, yeah, so we all have our, our bad moments. We yeah. do. You know, today I was all egg whites and Greek, plain Greek yogurt and berries, and then I had like grilled vegetables and, 
and uh, chicken breast, and uh, and then boom, bagel, cream cheese, bacon. <laughs> Luke you know, is saying yes. I think I had hamburgers twice today, but uh, <laughs> oops, it's my my cheat day or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's what I'm. That's going to be my excuse anyway. So uh, diabetes is it, it's actually yeah. becoming an epidemic these it's, days. It's sort of the scourge of our our modern world, and you know I, I don't know if we know all the reasons why, but. Certainly, you know, a lot of sugar in the diet, unprocessed sugars, sodas, uh, what have you. Sugars added to so much food, probably part of the reason, uh, decreasing levels of activity among the population. But it's uh, it's enormous. The um, the, uh, the One of the, the really interesting studies that came out in the last week or two was a study from Sweden. And it went along with some other um, evidence that we also had showing that if you develop diabetes, you'd have a greater risk of uh, developing dementia later in life. And the earlier in life that you develop diabetes, the greater the risk. And uh, there's a really interesting study. It was done in Sweden. It was done with twins. So they could account for a lot of different, you know, genetic factors because they'd be the same between identical twins. And so, um, you know, some some, uh, I guess one member of the group of twins, for example, would be less healthy, develop uh, diabetes earlier in life, more likely to get dementia. And when they did scans of these people's brains, they actually showed changes. Uh, if you're diabetic, you're more likely to get changes of uh, that, that were degenerative that you see in dementia. So proteins in the brains, amyloid proteins, things like that, that we know are associated with dementia. And so um, people who are in, and to get adult onset diabetes or type 2 diabetes. I mean, people can get that in their 20s and 30s and 40s you, you and can. 50s. And, and uh, it can happen at any age. It's more likely the older you get. but and, and we don't know all the factors, and it's not only people that are overweight or unhealthy that get it, but certainly if you are overweight, if you are less active, if you are less healthy, you are more likely to get diabetes for sure. And how much does food choice play a role in that? Well, I think it's a pretty big choice. Uh, I don't know that, again, science never has all the answers, but... Um, you know, there's there's so much so much of the convenient foods. They have uh, uh, sugars that are metabolized quickly. They have um, additives and, and other things that you know are linked. And, and and just eating too many calories is another huge factor. We probably eat more than we need, most of us. And and how about the abdominal girth? Yeah, abdominal girth is a is a very important factor. The uh, fat that we put on around our abdomen has a it's it's very unhealthy. It's got a, a higher risk for for our heart and for developing diabetes. It's metabolically more active. It does more damage to our arteries. So knowing your abdominal circumference, whether you're a man or a woman, and trying to keep it under control, to keep active, to be careful with what you eat, uh, is is very important. And um, so. Uh, how about, uh, I see a lot of women, a lot of the patients in my practice are kind of mid to late 40s and 50s and 60s, and, and it just seems the weight just starts to pack on. And these women expect it. They they say, um, you know, well, I'm perimenopausal, or, you know, as soon as I hit 40, I I started gaining weight. Is, that they're, is it that they're gaining weight, and then they continue to gain weight with every decade, or is it they stop caring and stop, uh, yeah. not, not move as much? I mean, I think, I think the answer is different for every person, but we do see a, a big increase in weight gain, especially around the time of menopause. If you're diabetic or pre-diabetic, the changes that happen with uh, with women's hormones, where they lose their estrogen and progesterone, it makes them less makes their cells less sensitive to the insulin our body makes. So they tend to have more glucose control problems around the menopausal years. And if they're already diabetic, their diabetes often gets worse. They need more medications, and weight gain is particularly an issue around that time of life for the same reason. And so, should they change their diet at that 
at that age, when they start to notice that, when they start to notice they're going from a 6 to an 8 to a 10, dress yeah. size, that is? Yes. I mean, I think, I think uh, really, you know, all these studies sort of remind us that we should be careful throughout our life. I mean, you want to be healthy and avoid diabetes. But for sure, if, if, if you notice, uh, if you're going through menopause, you notice your weight is increasing despite, you know, you, you seem to be eating the same as you always have or something like that, it's maybe a wake-up call that you should really maybe see a dietitian, look at what you're eating, go through your diet, be very careful. How much are you exercising? For sure, it's, it's a good opportunity to reassess. Because much like sex, we are poorly educated about diet as well. Because I'll, I'll ask, the, I mean, this drives me crazy. And I <laughs> to all my patients, I hopefully you're not listening tonight. But they will come in, they're overweight, they're significantly overweight, they've got a million problems, and they're looking for the quick fix. And they never go with, gee, maybe I should take some weight off. And and I feel that if you people are trim, uh, that they have a whole lot less health problems, decreases pain, increases mobility. You can have sex more often. You can have better sex because you can bounce around a whole lot better. <laughs> sure you can. That's right. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm talking about. Anyway. Yeah, but but I mean that's I mean that's true. I mean. Uh, um, uh, you're the sexual health expert, but a lot of um, physical ailments that we get from being overweight do impact our sex life. You know, diabetes in women associated with vaginal dryness and irritation and pain on sexual intercourse. And for men, it's associated with um, erectile dysfunction. So for sure, and, and I mean, you know, for erectile dysfunction in, in men, we've got drugs like Viagra. And for women, they've got a new drug now in the States that's approved for uh, sexual dysfunction. But these are only sort of uh, short-term or band-aid solutions. The the real big picture is to try and focus on the overall health of the of the of the individual, and as you say, try to try to lose weight, get healthier, and reduce your risk factors. That's going to have a lot of impacts. Improve both your sexual sexual life, sexual satisfaction, and many other aspects of health as well. Exactly, and um, you know, people automatically, and sometimes doctors are guilty of this, um, is just to automatically give the the medication. Yep. As opposed to start with this visit, we're going to look at some lifestyle measures and conservative strategies for you. Like, let's take some weight off. A, a, a physician that who's a mentor of mine early on when I started, he said, don't ever ask anyone to lose weight. They're never going to. And, yep. I, and I listened to that. And then now I don't anymore. I'm just like, well, what do you think about, uh, you know, maybe cutting back on the calories? Or I start with, like, how much sugar do you eat, you know, oh, they have no sugar, they tell me, but then they tell me about all the fruits that they're eating and the donuts and, you know, like, it's just amazing. People think that cheese is the same as broccoli. I mean, I've heard it all, you know. (laughs) So, and so I try and encourage that. In fact, I'm thinking of opening up a little weight loss club. (laughs) Email me if you think it might be fun to have a little weight loss group. I like, I would love to do that. Educate people about their food choices and some exercise, because I think it's what you put in your mouth um, that I, actually... I think that would be a great idea. I mean, there's there's so much opportunity for people to work together, uh, you know, and, and try to support each other, which I think is a big part of, you know, changing lifestyle, getting healthy, if you're going to exercise more or make better food choices. I mean, what you say about doctors is, is right. I mean, we, we all sort of know that nutrition and lifestyle is important, but it's difficult to, 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 to counsel somebody in, you know, a 15-minute appointment. And, uh, you know, in, in all of our guidelines that we follow as doctors, diet and lifestyle are always step one. But, you know, how do you do that? You have to spend a lot of time, you know, you to get to know the person uh, that 
you're dealing with, um, look at their look at their habits, look at their preconceptions about food and exercise and try to move them to a healthier place. Uh, so I think it is very important, uh, but I think it's difficult. And that's probably a big reason why uh, so many of us don't give it as much time as we should. You yeah, know, we, I, all, we all know we should do it and we try to some degree, but maybe not enough. Yes. And I think that people need the support around it. They need the education to understand if they just have, you know, have some thoughts about, you know, I just think of sugar swirling around in my vessels and I yep. just think that's just a, such a turnoff for me yep, uh, that for that sure. will keep me away from M&M's and Oreo cookies and all the things that I truly love. Yep. Um, Purdy's chocolate. It, it'll help maybe. Yeah. Yes, but yeah. I think of that and I think no because and also nerve pain and, and decreased sexual sensation especially for women yes. um, can especially with the vaginal dryness. Um, I have a doozy of an email I'm going to read to you when I when we come back uh, on this all about vaginal dryness and the internet and how you can't trust it. Um, it's it's just rich with everything. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's I think it's um, a really important for people, and I do get on a bit of a bandwagon about it, and I am a bit of a. A food Nazi. Well, it's for it's for a good cause, you know, and and we we all you know there's a lot of trend. Like in, in my own practice, we've hired two new cardiologists, one with an expert in preventative medicine, trying to work with uh, lifestyle and food, and the other for heart problems in women and and how they're unique. And you know, there's a huge role to try and help lifestyle with management to all these things. Fantastic, and you know, I'm just in the planning of uh, Hot Flash in the city. I've ha- held the event before, and I'm going to hold it again in the fall. Uh, locations to be determined, but there'll be more information about that. And so that'll be great. We're going to talk about prevention. Thank you, Dr. Weisler. I hope you're going to stay with me because I have to a couple of things. So, and I hope you're going to stay with me too. And I will get back to you just as soon as I can. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with me. If you're just joining me, I'm Maureen McGrath. I'm a registered nurse, sex therapist, Researcher, I actually do a fair bit of research in spinal cord injury and sexual health. Research is really important. I'm joined in the studio by Dr. John Weisler. He's a cardiologist from the North Shore. He is also a uh, consulting cardiologist to the sports teams we have here in uh, British Columbia. You might need a cardiologist yourself if you continue eating that way (laughs) at the BC Lions games. (laughs) <laughs> That's right. I mean, uh, you gotta, yeah, they, they need a bit more salad on their menu or something, but I don't know if anybody would buy it. <laughs> Salad's just so hard to eat when you're, yep. when you're in a rush and, you it's know. not really like nachos, is it? Not the same. Doesn't, no, doesn't no. Really and you're starving no. and nope. you think, oh, you know, anyway. So that's it. Eat better. We've, we've done that. But uh, now we were, we're going to be talking about a little bit about Ashley Madison and about going online and the trust and the whole thing. And because you're a doctor, I'm going to run this one by you. And I'm always, there's, I'm always sort of doing these little like mini research studies, these little mini tests and see if it's for real or what. So I wrote a blog this week about vaginal health and uh, vaginal dryness, and as I do uh, quite frequently. And I got a lot of comments on that particular blog. And so a person from India... Um, actually said that there's a uh, an herb from India that um, that could treat the vaginal dryness, and it was a Ayurvedic medicine. Uh, and so I Googled it and tried to look, and I couldn't find it. It was a type of um, medical practice. And so I emailed him back, and I said, um, you know, I'd love to get some samples of this. I'm always trying to get more options for women. Love to get some samples of this. I, I Googled it, but I couldn't find it. And he said that he would talk to his father, who's an a Ayurvedic doctor and sexologist in India with experience more than 35 years. And I said, fantastic. I am a registered nurse in the field of sexual health for women. So, um, and I have a clinical practice. 
this blah, blah. Anyway, and he said, oh, okay, I thought you are the patient who need my help. So then I said, no, rather I help patients. I do a lot of health presentations, host a radio show about sexual health. So then he wrote, can I ask you something? Bing. <laughs> this, is the, <laughs> this was the alarm bell went off. And I thought, I, I, I should not answer him. I knew this, but I thought, I'm just going to test this because uh, we're Ashley Madison and, and putting information on the Internet and, and trusting people. And, and so I wrote back and just simply said, yes, that not knowing what was going to come back at me and, and really hoping I wasn't going to regret that. And uh, so he emailed back. And he wrote, I am planning to work in Canada, but I don't have license of practicing doctor. I am thinking to get a job in healthcare department suiting to my profile, but not of a doctor. And during my stay there, I will take the licensing exam. Is it possible? Can you help me? <laughs> and I knew. <laughs> Hook, line, and sinker. And then, you know, I stopped it there before I was requested sixty dollars to $300,000 to send over to yeah. India to bring him over here. So it's so difficult uh, to trust on the Internet. Yeah, it sure is. I mean, uh, uh, the, the problem is you can't verify a lot of what's out there, you know. And uh, I, I get a... Um, a ton of patients that, uh, you know, do their own research online. And I mean, I understand why it's well-meaning. They're curious about what's going on with it, with their health, but there's, there's no quality control. You know, there's so many different sources of information and a lot of people that will say whatever they want and take advantage of people that are sort of disadvantaged. I also, cause I have a, a website and I got to practice myself. I get, uh, you know, a, a fair number of those emails every year. Or so Marine, uh, people looking to come to Canada and, and, uh, you know, try and, uh, gain employment or whatever through an indirect way, way, just like what you had there. Absolutely, yes. I get a few, and that's why I'm stressing I do this uh, show as an educational series, if you will. Um, And so if you do email me inappropriately, you will be cut off, (laughs) delinked, unfriended. Um, So, And and that's my my process, Uh, no response and delink. So... um, and and that's uh, but that's can be helpful, but you just never know, and it just makes you a bit nervous. So putting so much information for people, and some people, you know, people freely put their information on Ashley Madison, yep. you know, with the credit card information and photographs, and and giving information about their families and children. Um, so that we've learned that can be very dangerous. Nothing secure. Nothing yeah. is secure, and we have to remember that that absolutely nothing is secure. This is an appropriate email that I received, uh, and I, I liked it. I have to say, greetings, Miss McGrath. <laughs> I have heard your program on CKNW and have sensed a genuine empathy coming from you concerning various relationship challenge challenges. I am a seventy-year-old man who's been in a relation relationship with a woman. 20 years my junior. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> um, she is divorced. We have been in a relationship for over seven years, and recently I've had some challenges in life, but we have just started living together. Um, and so he basically goes on a little bit about um, his background. But um, he says that he was a contented single man for a number of years, not interested in a committed relationship, less interested in having children. His sex life was adequate for him, and if there was ever a slow period, he was content to take matters in his own hands. He'd never been a ladies' man, he says, nor did he admire the disrespectful aspects of those men who aspire to that role. 
I was rarely on the prowl, he says, as I was not interested in a long-term relationship until I met the woman of my dreams. Um, And so he met somebody at one of the country clubs, shall I say, and um, he his normal response would be to be friendly with her in an uncommitted manner. However, he fell in love. The, chemis- the chemicals just took over. And they have been successful in their relationship so far, except for one area. Guess what area that was, Dr. Weisler? Sexual health. You got it. <laughs> Bingo, guess. you won. Yep. Okay, you won the vibrator. Anyway, um, if you want to give us a call, though, you can. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Uh, or you can email me. I know you're being shy tonight. Um, anyway, here are his points. He doesn't want me to go on or him to go on. He's had problems with erectile dysfunction. He's had some appointments at the men's center at VGH. He's taken some hypnosis sessions to explore reasons for his low libido, which I guess is an additional problem to his erectile dysfunction. He's taken oral and injections of testosterone with no positive results. He's now under observation and preliminary treatment by a a urologist for Peroni's disease. Needless to say, excuse me, I should have hit the cough button. Needless to say, this is having a negative impact on his relationship as they are basically in a sexless relationship. And so he's writing to me to ask me if there's any point in consulting with me further in person with or without his partner. So, uh, I mean, there's just so much in this email uh, in terms of him having erectile dysfunction. You know, we need to know a a health history on him, medications. Uh, what what other things would you do for an assessment? Yeah, I mean, you'd want to know what his overall health was like for sure. You know, what's his weight? What's his BMI, as we've been discussing? Is he diabetic? What are his risk factors? How much does he exercise? And what medications is he on? For sure, you'd want to start with all those things. Exactly. And then we also want to know um, his cultural, his educational background in terms of his sexual health and his partner's sexual health as well. For sure. Um, how comfortable they both are. Has he tried um, the oral Um, PD-5 inhibitors in the past, and has there been any results with that? Um, What is his testosterone level? Why was he taking testosterone and no positive results? So what's what's going on there? Um, And so it's really important, and also it is having a negative impact on the relationship, so it's almost like a feedback loop. Once it starts, then it, you know, it's kind of a circle. Um, uh, (laughs) Yes. Um, (laughs) Okay. Um, anyway, so, so there's lots, so, so it is worth exploring perhaps conservative measures, lifestyle, talking about it, looking at the relationship and, and trying to deal with perhaps some of the issues, um, that will come for along sure. the way. I mean, there's a tons of, there's a ton of different things that you could consider and work on for sure, both with himself and possibly him and his partner. That's right. Okay. Um, I do have a call and I, uh, don't have the name of the person on the line. Oh, it's a no name. All right. Shall I name you? Hello. 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 No namer. Hi. Nice to talk to you. Nice to talk to you. About actually the vibrator. I've uh, separated after over 20 years and. um, Girlfriend, you need a vibrator. Yes. (laughs) You're just getting around to that now? (laughs) No, I have them, but you know, you can never have enough. You can never have enough, and you know that I will give you a fabulous one. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yes. Um, so wonderful. Well, I'm so glad you called in. Uh, so am I. Excellent. And, um, you know. I love your show, actually. Oh, that's so nice of you to say. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, so I'll have a fabulous little vibrator waiting for you. You can leave your information with Luke. 
Thank you. Have a great day. You're welcome. And hopefully that vibrator will be replaced by a human being soon because (laughs) the neurotransmitters, the hormones that are released, it's uh, like eight times as much when you're intimate with another person. But it's a great place to start is with a vibrator. So I'm glad she won. Um, speaking about teaching sex to women, I, I don't want to forget this before I get on to the Ashley Madison piece, but, um, you know, we always focus on the negative and, uh, sex is meant to be pleasurable. If I were to have a sex education class, um, this would be first and foremost, it is to be pleasurable for women. Um, we, we don't need to always focus on the dangers of sex. And so tonight's education is around you deserve pleasure during sex as a woman. Your pleasure does not have to be secondary to your partner's pleasure. This goes for both relationship sex and casual sex. So often we hear, okay, I'm done. All right, we'll see you later. I mean, there's a great um, part in Trainwreck, a little sex scene. There's a few sex scenes in that one. But um, with Amy uh, I can't think of her. Schumer, Amy Schumer, anyway, who's hilarious. Um, also, it's important to know that some women don't lubricate sufficiently when excited. So it's okay to use a lubricant. You may want to use V-Love, which is an all-natural um, lubricant uh, that may help to increase sexual desire because it has L-arginine in it. It's natural, made in Canada. So lubricants are just fine to use. And sometimes, you know, women take a while uh, to realize that. And you might especially need a lubricant with a condom, but make sure you use then one that doesn't weaken the condom. So also ejaculation for women or squirting as it's called. Most don't. So not all women ejaculate. In fact, if you're not ejaculating uh, or squirting, as they say, do not worry about it. You're probably more in the majority Not all women can find their G-spot. This does take a little practice and a little um, activity and positioning, uh, repositioning. The um, and different partners, you know, some women may be able to experience orgasm with one partner, like with Joe and not Sam or whatever. And not all women find stimulation of that spot pleasurable either. Anyway, we're going to go to a little bit of a break. But when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, some of those women who weren't experiencing the pleasure in their relationship. And so they signed up for Ashley Madison. I am Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. I have had Dr. John Weisler in the studio with me, and he's still here because I might put him on the spot and ask him a few Ashley Madison questions. Um, But right now I'm talking about one of my other favorite subjects, which is pleasure. Pleasure for women. Pleasure for women in the bedroom. My sex education for women. If I were to educate women about sex, what would I tell them? So I've gone through a few of them. Uh, It's important for women to know that to have pleasure and orgasm, most women need clitoral stimulation. Only a small percentage, about 30% of women, will orgasm from penile, vaginal, or penetrative sex. Uh, But you know what? That may change with a new partner. So keep hoping. Um, and, and most women reach orgasm through manual stimulation or oral sex. So you can also self-stimulate during that time or use a vibrator, one I just gave out on the air. Give me a call if you want to win one too. Um, it generally takes, about, takes women about 20 minutes of foreplay, uh, defined in, as our culture is the stimulation before intercourse. But foreplay begins when you start cleaning those toilets, my friend. Um, you know, foreplay can happen all day long, sexting back and forth, texting. There's all, all sorts of technological ways um, to increase 
uh, that desire to actually jump somebody's bones. Um, and this stimulation is also needed to prepare the vagina for intercourse. So you want to be lubricated enough. And, and when you lose estrogen receptors at the perimenopause or menopause or after a baby or when you're on the oral contraceptive pill, uh, you may want to use a, a moisturizer like Repigyne or a personal or a lubricant like V-Love. So it's okay to use those. Um, I write lots of blogs about vaginal health. Uh, you know, self-exploration is key. You want to know what type of clitoral stimulation brings you to orgasm through masturbation. And so you really got to take matters into your own hands, much like my emailer earlier. And some women need direct stimulation of the clitoris. Some women can't handle it. Sometimes it's just so uh, pleasurable. So that can happen as well. Some women will cry uh, during orgasm, and that's okay. It's usually, um, you know, it's quite a significant orgasm. Some women will feel they've never experienced orgasm. but So communication is key with yourself and or with your partner, and you need to self-explore. If you can't touch yourself, who can you touch? Um, so, and then once you've explored and you know what you need, then you need to tell your partner that as well. Um, you know, body image, we're talking about that tonight. So there's so much more, but I want to get to the Ashley Madison bit as well. Um, this week, I, as you know, it was hacked. I've talked to you about it throughout the show. The website was hacked that has 37 million men on it, basically, men and women, but the women have not been exposed. And so a lot of women phoned me this week and wanted to tell me um, about uh, their experience on Ashley Madison. And one woman described herself as being in a male-dominated business world. And uh, she worked mainly with men. And she said when she first went on to Ashley Madison, she went on because her husband had erectile dysfunction. He had low sexual desire as a result of it. And um, things started out innocently enough. And the first man she met, she felt was lovely. And, um, you know, it, she had a few dates and, uh, and they had an affair for about 10 months until they started to have feelings. Um, another woman described going out with five or six or seven or eight men, just having coffee or, you know, quick bite, quick meeting, just to see if there was any chemistry. These were all strictly sexual relationships. All the women wanted to tell me that they wanted sex with these men. And once it switched from a sexual relationship to emotional, then they were done and they were on to the next one. And, and one woman made the comment, once you go to the well and it's really good, because it improved the relationship that she had at home. She didn't want to end her relationship with her husband. She wanted to have a better relationship. And so she said when she went home, she felt a whole lot better, more sexual desire, and um, and the relationship improved. And she was happier. She was a better mother. She was a better daughter. She was a better wife. Um, but we're going to have to go to break right now, and I'm going to have to wrap this up. And I think I'm going to have to continue the reasons women cheat uh, next week on the show. Anyway, when I come back, uh, we'll talk about uh, what's coming up for the fall. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Yeah, baby. Welcome back. It's Maureen McGrath. I want to give a special shout out to Kevin, who's charting right now, <laughs> listening to the sex show. So I hope you don't write any inappropriate words in that in those records. Anyway, <laughs> uh, look forward to seeing you again soon, Kevin. Um, 
Oh, I'm so glad to know you're listening, though. That's fantastic. You know, we were talking about Ashley Madison. I could go on for a month, I'm sure, about this and all the stories that I've heard. But one thing that it was interesting, I thought, that a woman told me, she said that one of the women who was on Ashley Madison, keep in mind, they're not worried about their data being exposed because they don't have to give a credit card. Um, but she said men get tired of begging for it. And these are the men that she's been having sex with um, that are married and they're professionals. And she said they all the women that I spoke to were professional women and they all were involved in relationships with men who were professionals as well. They met at hotels. They sh- split the cost of that. Um, but that was the major complaint was the men were tired of begging for sex from their wives. They wanted to be more exploratory. That was another reason. This aligns with the top five reasons men have affairs and it's basically to have more sex, to have better sex, to have wilder sex, to have more exploratory sex, just to have more sex. Those are the number five. I can remember all those. Um, But, you know, are the innocent truly innocent here? You know, the people who are not being, this is another point they wanted to make. Because when there's no sex happening in a relationship, people get miserable, they have tempers, they're controlling, especially men. Uh, they become controlling and abusive, and there's only so much you can do. So so there's really a lot of uh, the cheaters, if you will, have been... um, called dirtbags and everything, but uh, some of them as well have been interviewed, uh, some of the men, and they've said, you know, some of their wives have had medical illnesses, like MS or Parkinson's, and I know it's, you know, for better or for worse, richer or poorer, but, um, you know, stop making the money, and that's it, baby, we're gone. Um, But, uh, so there's lots of different reasons, and also denial plays a big uh, role here as well. Women may know that their husbands are cheating, or vice, or, or, husbands may know their wives are cheating, but they don't want to split up. It's it's expensive. Um, you know, they're upsetting the family, upsetting relatives, their, you know, communities. So there's so much that goes in. And the bottom line is, I don't think you can judge. And there's been a lot of judgment going on about Ashley Madison this week. But I think you can't judge anybody in this situation unless you walk in their shoes. I want to thank my Fabulous guest, Dr. John Weisler. Thank you so much for coming in. Thanks, Marine. It's awesome. And, and you're going to be at the uh, Hot Flash in the City events coming up, so talking to women about their hearts. You bet. I'll be and, there. And, uh, you know, how, how important it is that they pump properly. You need good blood flow. No That's pun right. intended. <laughs> um, and uh, I'll be talking about the uh, missing piece that might be in your marriage and all sorts of other sexual health issues. And uh, Dr. Anjali Maholcher is going to be there as well talking about menopause. So um, we'll stay tuned for, hopefully you'll stay tuned for that, uh, which will be coming up in the fall. You can always visit my website, www.backtothebedroom.ca. I blog a few times a week, like four times a week, about sexuality, intimacy, and vaginal health, all important subjects for men and women and everybody in between. Um, And so you can feel free to go to my blog, which is backtothebedroom-blog.ca. Dr. Visor, your website is? Um, JohnRVCardio.com. JohnRVCardio.com. J-O-H-N-R-V. And and I read that blog that you uh, wrote recently about exercise. We were a guest blogger. Yeah, uh, guess, guess that's right. Guest blogger on the ACC. That's a different site, but there's a link on my webpage. Okay, exactly. Yeah. That was a great blog. Yeah, Thank so you. great information. No, you're like like the futurist, uh, you know, socially, technologically advanced doctor. Well, it's fun, you know. <laughs> it's fun to get out there. And your blogs are awesome. So. It's good. Oh, it's well, thank you so much. It's a... Uh, uh, <laughs> Mutual admiration party right. here. Um, so, yes, you can you can tweet me at back the number two, the bedroom. And you can also email me sextalk at cknw.com or you can email me at nursetalk 
at cknw.com. So hopefully you'll go out this week and you'll be just a little bit less judgmental, a little bit more empathic. Try and think about where somebody has walked or what their path has been, what their life has been like, and, uh, and be grateful. I think being grateful for your relationship for the person that you care about and that you love is very, very important as well. And always remember what I like to say most weeks, when you stumble on this gravel road of life, and we all do, make it part of your dance. So what that means is don't be hard on yourself. Don't beat yourself up. Don't be so negative. Just understand you are a human being and you are loved. Now I sound like a preacher. <laughs> but you know what? You're human. We all make mistakes. I've made like four mistakes in my life. No, maybe just two. Anyway, <laughs> we all make mistakes and it's, uh, it's not easy to get over that. But you know what? Learn from it and actually just b- try and be a better person. So until next week, have a sexually healthy week. I'm Maureen McGrath and you have been listening to the CKNW Sunday night sex show. And guess what? If you missed it, you can go to the podcast, the SoundCloud, right, Luke? Which you you are correct. Oh, excellent. Which you take care of. So thanks so much, everybody, for listening. Always a pleasure to be here. Until next week, I'm Maureen McGrath.